0: Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, UFO Invasion of a NATO War Games. Uh, this comes from LifeScience.com. It's actually uh, a pretty well-written article talking about a uh, Project Blue Book episode that just came out here a few days ago. And the title of the article is UFO Invasion of NATO War Games Revealed in Project Blue Book's Season Finale by Mindy Weinsberger. And it says, when a massive international war games exercise known as Operation Mainbrace convened in the North Sea in 1952, it brought together 80,000 military personnel, 1,000 planes, and 200 ships from nine countries. There are also some unexpected attendees, UFOs. Of course, this was almost 70 years ago, but if you stop and think about it, 80,000 military people, 1,000 planes, and 200 ships, That's quite a large uh, battle group practicing in a small area there in the North Sea. and the North Sea, in that area, we have to keep in mind that this has been a hot spot for UFOs for a long time. Very beautiful country. You have these uh, striking mountains that basically plunge into the sea to great depths. And for a long time now, there's been much talk about uh, underwater submersible objects rising up out of these depths. Uh, this would be the perfect place for them to hide. And it was actually uh, a place known for a lot of submarine activity during World War II. The Nazis also found this a perfect place to hide their subs. So this is an area with a lot of history to it. The article continues, this has multiple sightings of unidentified flying objects during Operation Mainbrace, also known as Operation mainbra- Exercise Main Brace, were documented by pilots and naval officers and appeared on radar according to the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, NICAP, a federal agency that com- that compiled witness accounts of UFO encounters from the 1950s through the 1980s. This still unexplained incident inspired the season two finale of the History Channel's Project Blue Book. The dramatic series about U.S. Air Force per- about the U.S. Air Force Program, also named Project Blue Book, that investigated UFO sightings from 1952 to 1969. When tensions from the Cold War were at their highest, and then it says it aired, of course, March 24th, and it has the actors listed. It continues on a little bit here, and it says, but what exactly was Operation Mainbrace and what really happened there? Well, it says, in the fall of 1952, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, An international military alliance staged a 12-day exercise in waters near Norway and Denmark dubbed Operation Mainbrace. The exercises brought together naval forces from nine countries with most of the might represented by the navies of the United States and the United Kingdom. It was the largest and most powerful fleet that has cruised in the North Sea since World War I, the New York Times reported on September 27th of that year. Now we know, just like when the U.S. Navy conducted these massive exercises off Catalina Island, there was UFO activity. When they have conducted these uh, massive exercises off of the east coast of the U.S., off of Virginia, more UFO activity. Over and over again we see, it seems like any time the U.S. Navy uh, exercises in these large war games, the UFOs are there to check out What are the latest gadgets that we've invented? It's almost like they're doing an assessment of us, maybe a threat assessment of us. And I think a lot of times when we see these encounters with UFOs, that is exactly what they're doing. They're testing our response, and they're testing our ability to respond to them. The article continues, says, Tensions were already high, O'Leary said. This was a training exercise, but it was also a flex of muscle. And then, in this exciting, intense situation, there were these unexplained UFO events. A roaring arctic gale and high surf hindered some of Mainbrace's planned maneuvers, according to the Times. And then there were the UFOs. Someone in the Pentagon had half-seriously mentioned that naval intelligence should keep an eye open for UFOs, but no one really expected the UFOs to show up, Captain Edward Rupelt, a U.S. Navy officer and director of the U.S. Air Force's project Blue Book from 1951 to 1953 said in his account of the main brace sightings. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer. all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash offer. Nevertheless, once again, the UFOs were their old, unpredictable selves. They were there, RuPaul said. On September 13, 1952, several crew members on the Danish destroyer Willemos saw something unusual, an unidentified object triangular in shape which moved at high speed toward the southeast. According to the NICAP reports, it glowed with a bluish light, and the destroyer's commander estimated its speed at more than 900 miles per hour. Now that's got to be like what? 1.3, 1.2, Mach 1.2, Mach 1.3? You would think that if an object was traveling that fast... Okay, if it had mass, if it, if it was a UFO in the sense of some kind of mechanical object, that it would have broke the sound barrier when it's traveling at multiples of the sound barrier. But nothing said here about it making any kind of a loud noise, any noise whatsoever. So we have to wonder, what was this thing they saw? I mean, was it actually, was it actually a physical object, or was it some sort of, some sort of. Uh, Pure energy? Light, perhaps? We don't know. It goes on, it says, More sightings took place over the next week. On September twentieth, 1952, three officers of the Danish Air Force spotted a shiny disc with metallic appearance flying overhead and vanishing into the clouds. Also on that day, personnel on board the American aircraft carrier USS Franklin D. Roosevelt spied a silvery spherical object that traveled across the sky, NATCAP reports show. A reporter named Wallace Litwin was on the aircraft carrier described the UFO as resembling a white ping pong ball. Litwin, Litwin allegedly captured photographs of the object that were reviewed by U.S. naval intelligence officers, but the images have never been released to the public, according to NICAP. Now you have to wonder why haven't these pictures been released nearly 70 years later? If they simply look like a ping pong ball flying across the sky, why not just go ahead and release them? It shows this almost like a culture of secretiveness when it comes to the UFO phenomena. They just dribble little bits and pieces out. The article goes on and says, The next day, pilots with the British Royal Air Force noticed a UFO, a shiny sphere, as they flew their jets in formation over the North Sea. When returning to base, one of the pilots looked back and saw the UFO following him. He turned to chase it, but the UFO UFO also turned and sped away, according to the NICAP report. There you go. You have this UFO engaging the pilot, testing them, almost as if they're doing a threat assessment. None of the main brace UFO sightings were ever explained, NICAP says. More recently, U.S. Navy pilots documented UFO sightings during training exercises in 2004 and 2015. Allegedly declassified video footages of fast-moving unidentified aerial phenomena was published by the New York Times in December of 2017 and March of 2018. While UFO sightings can be unsettling, a bigger threat may emerge from the uncertainty and fear the UFO inspire, O'Leary told Live Science. During an operation such as Mainbrace, any unexplained aircraft sightings could have been interpreted as an attack by a hostile enemy. While there are no records of any such conclusions during the real Operation Main Brace, the Project Blue Book season finale features a U.S. Navy Admiral who interprets the UFOs as a Soviet threat that must be answered with deadly force. Now you have to ask yourself, is, this, is there some gaslighting going on here? Perhaps they're preparing the narrative for the next big event that if the U.S. strikes out at China or Russia, are they going to disguise that as an attack on UFOs? I certainly hope not. But you can start to see the UFO phenomena here being caged in this notion that it's a potential threat. We heard this from uh, Navy uh, admiral, I believe, here a while back, talking about keeping the skies threat-free for the Navy to operate. We have to ask ourselves, is the narrative beginning to change here? are they starting to open up the vaults a little bit to let us know what's going on with these UFO threats and that maybe they're not all here for a kumbaya moment. Maybe they're not space brothers like the Pope says. Maybe these things are a real threat and maybe it's gotten so obvious to the people in the know that they're having to crack that window open just a little bit to let us know what we're dealing with so that when the truth does finally reveal itself people won't be so completely freaked out i have to wonder is this the most dangerous thing the mystery up in the sky is this the most dangerous thing the mystery up in the sky or is this the true danger humanity's reaction to the unknown already said when we face a new threat we don't understand oftentimes we're gripped by fear we make decisions we think are right for us at the time that may not be because we are not able to put our own terror of the unknown into perspective. Well, that's a thought. But, but you have to take this whole UFO phenomena in its totality. We have some sort of unknown power, some sort of unknown thing, doing a lot of things that most of us would, would consider to be bad things. I don't think that the ritualistic, ritualistic sacrifice of cattle, where the blood is completely disappeared from the crime scene, would be considered a good thing. I don't think that the dozens and dozens of missing people that seem to disappear from our national parks every year, as David Polites has pointed out so many times, and which looks as though, I mean, you hate to say it, but it almost seems as if you abduct, UFO abduction could be as good an explanation for that as anything. When you think about the abductions of people by this UFO phenomena, alien, ET, NHEs, whatever you want to call them, so many of these people are actually kidnapped, abused, and terrorized by these things. So I've already made up my mind that at least at least a large number or a large percentage of these phenomena are what we could call negative. And if they are interfering or if they are interjecting themselves into such things as our Navy war games, you have you have to step back and take a look because what they're showing to us by doing that is a disregard for our weapons, our firepower. It's almost as if they're there to check on us, but they're not doing it in a way that they're afraid of us. And I think at some point it may come out through some incident that occurs, and hopefully it won't be that you know one of our militaries or one of the world's military powers starts World War III because they think they need to attack a UFO but at some point it may become such a prevalent threat that that the world's militaries have to act together just like, you know, in the in the UFO doomsday movies and you have to wonder at that point is mankind prepared to accept the UFO phenomena as a threat and how will they react I think a lot of questions have been answered how people react just by how people have reacted to this covid situation you have what turns out what appears to be a, a serious flu but certainly not on the level of the Spanish 1918 flu or, re, or even on the level of the bird flu but but because of the way this whole thing has been couched the narrative that's been taken in the news media, it seems as though people are really freaking out And I think the author has a the, 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 the man interviewed, O'Leary has a point when he says how will people react? I think that the state of mind of the public at this point, as I'm viewing it act with this whole situation with the COVID, people, our culture has reached such a state of paranoia that even if these UFO phenomena were to disclose themselves that they were here and in a good sense, I have to wonder if the public wouldn't just freak out and react in a completely paranoid way. And our leaders might do the same thing. There was a time when I thought that people could handle the truth, but I have to tell you after spending the last few weeks watching the paranormal, paranoia grip the entire planet, so to speak, over a flu virus, I've pretty well lost hope out of people being able to approach this UFO phenomena in a neutral way with an open mind, and I think that the author does a good job of explaining the dangers that could occur with disclosure, and something we can all be thinking about. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.